Let's all now turn to pay to uh, Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 and if you could please to stand to honor the reading of God's word that's Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 and it says this and keep in mind he was speaking to the Israelites and the Jewish about live for God. It says, it is displeasing, if it is displeasing to you to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. If it should be to the gods your father served beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites land where you are now living, yet as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. God, honor and bless the reading of his word, and you may be seated. Father's Day means an awful lot to me for lots of reasons. First of all, because I was raised by a good man of God, and, uh, you know, he has faults like everybody else, but he was a good man of God. And he had a good man of God as his father as well, as we spoke about a while ago. It's a great emotional time. There's a lot of great emotion. When many say, thank you, Dad, Many say thank you to dad. They say that, and they say, I love you, dad. And I see that all the time. So it's a very emotional time. Others have difficulties thanking their father because they may not have had a wonderful dad or their dad's not with them anymore. Maybe it's difficult for them to relate to this thing. It might be very difficult for them to relate with their father. And if that's the case with you, I apologize for that, that you didn't have a father who lived up to that. Or maybe, maybe your emotions have a hard time relating with it. They have a hard time relating with that because you're busy focusing on fairy tales you see on TV about dads. Or maybe because the nation that we have right now talks about the perfect dad, which there's only one. We'll get to that in a minute. And this nation doesn't focus on him at all. So many people have difficulties with it. Maybe your dad didn't do his duty as he should or should have didn't live up to his task or sadly he passed away early and didn't have the ability to do so. Only the Lord knows and you know why you might have difficulties with Father's Day. Or maybe you love Father's Day because you have a wonderful daddy and I hope you do. God a lot of times has other men come in if your dad has passed away or your father didn't live up to it. A lot of times God has other men come in and fill that role and that's wonderful. That's wonderful. A lot of times people are so busy looking at a stepdad who they didn't like or whatever. And they just, you know, especially when they're kids, you can understand that. But dads, stepdads that is, sometimes have been put in place on purpose to fill the role that someone else didn't do. And that's a wonderful thing. Now some do very well in that role, especially as a Christian. Some do not. Some do not live up to that role either. It's a personal decision as a father to stand up for that to that role. It really is. It's a personal decision for any Christian to live up to the role as a good Christian. Lastly, the Christian father, he has a great and responsibility. Is much, he has a much big responsibility. And his responsibility is to follow God, the Father. Because he is the under-shepherd. Under, just like I'm the under-shepherd as, as a pastor here, I kind of have a father figure here. I am. Just like I'm a father figure here, you fathers are the under shepherd of your home you're kind of like the pastor there 
you're the under shepherd of the home. Some people don't like that. It sounds very sexist, but that's because they're misguided in this nowadays. They don't understand it. And we'll talk about that as we go along. But you're to lead the family to follow God. Because what you do will represent as, as the family sees in their life. Now, if there's a father here today who feels like they've messed up and all that, the great news is if you will uh, you know, allow your humility to, to come up and, and be humble, God can still use you. He can still use you in your life, and that's wonderful. So today's sermon is called A Father's Heart. Just like back in May, early May, we had a Mother's Day sermon called A Mother's Heart. This is called The Father's Heart. So The Father's Heart. First of all, many fathers haven't lived up to the responsibility, as we said, but an obedient Christian father does because he knows the way to go. How does he do that? By following the Lord. So write these down as we go, because I know I go through a lot of scriptures. I know, I know. But one of them is Psalm 127, verse 3 through 5. This is what it says here in Psalm 127, verse 3 through 5. It says, look, children are a gift of the Lord. Now, I know sometimes parents may, they may question that. But listen to what it says. Children are a gift of the Lord. Take it from one who would love to be a father. Yes, they are. Children are a gift of the Lord. And the fruit of the womb is a reward. As arrows in the hand of a mighty warrior, so are the children of one's youth. This one goes on to say, Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. He shall not be ashamed when he speaks with the enemy, enemies at the gate. We are to raise the children the way they should go. We'll talk about that as we go. Fathers, you are to be blessed with your children. I know you're proud of them. I know you are. Fathers at home, I know you're proud of your children. You may think right now, but pastor, you have no idea. Some of my kids have made some stupid choices, and they're bound to because they're children. Children are ignorant. Even when they grow older, they make ignorant choices, just like you did. Let's look back for just a minute to our past. All of us make ignorant choices. I look back at some of my choices. Oh, man, they were stupid. Some of my choices were so stupid. That's the way it's going to be. And, and fathers and mothers alike. Don't we make stupid choices? Oh, yes, we do. You know why we make stupid choices? Because we're human. But... The great thing about a father is he's the lead in God, and he stands still, and he waits. He waits calmly. We'll get to that. The first thing about a father's heart, a father's heart always loves deeply. I don't talk about a true father. Everything I say now about a father is about a Christian father. Not about people who, and pardon the way I say this, not about a, a man who just gives seed, okay? Not about a man who just gives seed. Because anyone, and I mean this, anyone can just give seed. We're not talking about following hormones. That's not a father. A, a, a man can give seed and, and produce. A woman can do the same. That's not being a parent. Okay? It's a parent. It's a parent to us that anyone can produce. But to raise and bring a child up, that is a parent, a true parent, a true father. A father's heart always loves deeply. That doesn't mean you always agree. Doesn't mean you always agree with your child. Doesn't mean you always agree with what they're doing and what they're saying. But you love them anyway. You don't have to like them. You don't have to like what they're doing. I mean, but you still love them. This is what it says in Psalm 103, verse 13. Like a father shows compassion to his children. Remember that. Show compassion. Doesn't mean you love what they're doing. And it doesn't mean you know a lot of people nowadays say, well, if you really love your kids, you love everything they're doing all the time. No, you don't. That's stupid. You really love when your kids out there doing something dumb outside. Look, Daddy, I'm digging and knocking down the power line. No, you don't love that. Yo, know, you don't love your kid that's something ignorant and they don't know any better. The, only the world, the stupid world out there, tells you to love every single thing your kid does. No, but you love them. You love them enough to stop them from doing something ignorant. 
And by I was just using an example, but there's lots of examples. We'll get to that. Like a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord gives compassion to those who fear him. Now, I've said it a hundred times before. The word fear here doesn't mean to be afraid of him. It means show respect. But there is a sense of fear when you respect. I had a father, a good father, and if you went against him and tried to tell him what for and said, no, dad, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do what you told me. Woo! I wouldn't be talking for very long. Now, you think this gap was born in me? Uh-uh. It's me talking back to my dad. No, I'm kidding. But in reality, in reality, I'm thankful that my dad didn't let me talk back to him. You know why? Because I'd be like a lot of these ignorant young people you see out there today. Dumb as a box of rocks. Or as one of my favorite movies says, you're as dumb as a uh, bag of hammers. And the fact is, is you, you have to, you have to allow, not allow your children to raise you, but raise your children. Raise them up in the way of the Lord and will not depart from them. We'll get to that in a moment. You have to be wise enough not to let your kids raise you, but you raise the kids. Come on now. Come on. You gotta think things through. Because a father's heart always loves deep. He loves deeply enough to do what's right. The next one is a father's heart protects, aka also known as feels anger when a child is in danger. You ever seen someone coming at your kid doing something you shouldn't do and, and you're not going, oh, but I love you nonetheless. No, no, no. You you go, get away from my kid. Because you know what's right. You know what's right. It's like when you see a wolf, or you see something coming, and you know it's going to endanger your kid. People say, but a Christian to be loving. doesn't mean you love the enemy. We don't love Satan. We don't love the ways of the world. We don't love the things that are against the child. We don't do that. We don't love the things that could hurt them. Like I was saying a while ago, with a kid in the front yard playing with the electricity, doing something that could hurt them and kill them. No, we don't do that. No, we don't say, oh, it's okay. It makes them happy for a second but it would do something horrible against them. Don't you understand? We're not just to make them happy if it's going to hurt them. But pastor, who are you to say what's going to hurt them or not? I'm not. God in his word does and common sense. Come on. Father's heart protects. Proverbs 19:18. Chasten your son. And by the way, this doesn't just go for a son. We know that. It says chasten your son while there is hope. You know, a child, I'll get back to this verse. A child, when you have hope with your child, your little child, it only goes so quick. It's like a blink. A blink is for a split second. The little bitty child, you only have hope for a minute. And then if you don't get to them while they're really, really little and teach them, potty train them, all that kind of stuff, if you don't do it very long, you've missed out. If you don't teach them rules and teach them how to say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, thank you, you miss out. I met some of the rudest, most uh, heathenistic little kids. I still treat them nice, of course, because I love all people. But just because we see stuff all the time, just because they don't know any better doesn't mean you shouldn't try. You try to teach them, try to raise them, try to. They're not your kids. Doesn't matter. I'm not talking about going to their house and raising them right. First of all, if, if the parents aren't raised right, you're not going to teach the kids. But the point is that you should try to treat them with love and compassion. But love and compassion doesn't mean that you don't correct if they're incorrect. For instance, if you see a kid get ready to walk through uh, to a cliff, you don't say, go ahead, you're happy. No, you try to say, no, don't go to that cliff. No, don't fall off that. You know what I'm saying? But pastor, is that the same as telling a kid what's right and wrong from the Bible? Yes. I don't want a kid falling off a cliff into the, into the depths of hell. Yes, I love them enough to tell them. But that might make the parent mad. Well, it, it will. They have the right to raise them right and wrong. I know. But I know what God told me to do. Now, I don't mean I'm just going to walk up to every little kid in, in Walmart in the little toy section and go, hey, by the way, you're going to hell. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. But 
when God calls me to do something, I'm going to do it. You know, I use common sense, but still. It says in Proverbs 19:18, chasing your son while there is hope, and let not your soul spare for his crying. What does that mean? But parents, your kids are going to cry. And sometimes they cry for, from a whipping or whatever it is you use. But here's the other thing. Sometimes they're going to cry to parent you. Sometimes they're going to cry to fool you, to play a role on you. We know that. You've seen it. Your parents, you've seen it. You, you know, you know, I don't want to eat my vegetables. I'm not going to eat them. <laughs> Come on. We know. We know. And I know right now I can see one in particular young man who knows what he's doing. We play roles, don't you? But we all play roles. We know. We know when we're, we're putting on. Christians do the same. Christian children do the same. God, I don't want to go to church. I don't want to. I don't want to read the Word of God. But you know what? When God gets on my case, I'm not feeling good. I don't feel like reading the Word today. But you need to. But I don't feel like reading. But you need to. Finally, I pick up the Word of God. I start reading. You know what? God was right. I start feeling better in the spirit. I start feeling better. I've eaten my spiritual vegetables and my body starts to grow. I'm not talking physically because I don't need that, but I'm talking spiritually. I start feeling better. And you know what? Praise the Lord. I listen to my father, God. Hallelujah. But you know why? The father knows what the child needs. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. A father's heart guides and leads by example first. Fathers. Fathers, fathers, don't be one of those lazy fathers sitting at home on a Sunday morning watching football saying, go to church with your mama, go to church. Uh, I, I, I would, but the Bears are going to, first of all, don't watch the Bears. I mean, come on, let's know. But anyway, I, I would, but this is an important game. No, 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 no. Nowadays, we have no excuse. You don't have to worry about VCRs and such. You're like, what's a VCR? Oh, come on now. You make me feel old. But we know, we know we could watch it anytime. I know. Don't get on the internet. Don't do that. You'll find out what the score was. The point is that God is to be our God, not football, not whatever it is you watch, because I have entertainment too. Usually stupid entertainment, I'll be honest about it. But the point is, is it's not to be our God. Make sure you follow the Lord first and lead by example to the children. Because if you choose something before the Lord, guess what? They're going to do the same. Lead up a child in the way they should go. I'm telling you, daddies, you say, but their mom is taking them. It's not the same. I'm sorry, mamas. I'm sorry, women. I'm not putting you down. I'm telling you the way it goes. God led the father to lead the family. And if the father doesn't live up to the example, the child, the child is going to look at the leader and say, well, daddy doesn't do it. Don't tell me they didn't say it to you. You know they did. Okay, so they use it as an excuse. We know that. We know that. But guess what? If the leader isn't leading the family, if the leader isn't leading the family, but leading them to the couch to watch the Bears of all things, or whatever else it is, and I don't have a problem with the Bears. Okay, let me pick a team that I don't like. Denver Broncos. I'm sorry anyone who likes Denver Broncos. I'm sorry. I'll pray for you. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. In all reality, in all reality, it has nothing to do with what team you like or what you, entertainment you like. It has to do with the God you follow. Pastor, you're hurting my feelings. I know. I'm hurting my feelings. How more important the Holy Spirit is. And you know why? Because it's true. The Holy Spirit goes boom, 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 and knocks on our heart's door because it's telling us to stop following the Father entertainment and follow the Father God. 
What does it say in Proverbs 22, verse 6? And this is one of my favorites because I say it all the time to myself. Proverbs 22, verse 6. Train up a child in the way he should go. And that doesn't just mean he, it means them. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You mean to tell me my child's not going to backslide? It's not what it's saying. It's saying they're not going to forget what you taught them. They're not going to fit. If you start from the blueprint of life, I'm talking the moment they start crawling, even before that. If you start from the moment they say when, from the moment at the beginning of the go, they're going to remember. They're going to remember. Well, what if they go out and they live badly? But if you're still going and you're still leading and guiding, they're going to come back. Even if you stray and you come back, they're going to remember that. They're going to remember. Proverbs 13, 24. He who spares his rod, listen to this now. He who spares his rod hates his son. Woo, woo, that's deep. What does that mean? You're supposed to beat the tar out of your child? No, that's not what it's saying. We're not talking about abuse. We're talking about discipline. I'll say it again. Proverbs 13, 24. Now make sure you're writing that down because you're gonna need it. Proverbs 13, 24. He who spares his rod hates his son, but, but he who loves him disciplines him early. Now, maybe you're feeling bad because maybe you didn't do what you should have done, but you can always go to them now and say, I made a mistake, but I, I recognize that and I'm sorry for it because that could, that could make a big difference. It may not make all the difference in the world, but it could make a big difference. Humility, humility makes great differences. Colossians chapter 3, 20 through 21 says, and listen, parents, uh, children, listen, children, 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 children. Obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. But then it says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, lest they be discouraged. Because I see a lot of fathers do this. They push, 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 and push them and, and make them feel horrible. You don't have to do that. But what does that mean? Does that just mean the things the kids like or whatever? No, no, no. Listen to this. Ephesians 6, 4. This, this goes further. Ephesians 6, 4. It goes further. By the way, same author talking about Paul. Listen to what Paul says in Ephesians 6, 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Train them up in the way of God. Train them up in the word. Train them up and they'll know. They'll know what they're doing. Doesn't mean they're not going to trip. Oh, we all trip. You don't think we trip? I trip. Oh, you should have seen me sometimes. I trip and fall on my face. That's why I look like I do. Handsome. No, but anyway, in reality, in reality, I trip sometimes. That doesn't mean you can't get back up again. It doesn't mean you can't get back up again. Scrape that dust off your face. I've told you before, there's one time I was on a treadmill. Started having a seizure. Oh, my goodness. And I fell down on that seizure. You know, I didn't realize just how hot treadmills get. But let me tell you, and there was hot rubber on my face because of all the stuff that you didn't realize all that from the shoes and everything else. But when I got done and the heat was all over my face and I rubbed all that rubber off, I got back up again and pain and everything else. And I kept going. I didn't just lay there. Mm -mm. I got back up again because that's what you do in life. You keep moving forward. You don't lay there. You don't go backwards. You go forward. Let God lead you forward. Let God lead you forward, fathers. Let God lead you forward, mamas. Let God lead you forward, children children of God. We're to have a father's heart. A father's heart feels joy. It feels proud. It feels concern. It feels pain. Father's God feels joy. Third John 1, 4. 
I have no greater joy, this is, this is John speaking to his followers, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I know a, a, a Christian father feels joy when he sees his children are doing right. He feels proud of them too. I'm not talking about being prideful. He's proud of them. He loves his kids. Proverbs 14, 26, In the fear of the Lord is strong confidence, and his children, talking about the Lord's children, will have a place of refuge. A father, a Christian father, will feels concern and worry. Worry for, bless you, feels, feels concern, concern and worry decisions, life-altering decisions. He's concerned about things that may hurt them. There's not much you can do about it, but just pray. He's there for them. Now, I know fathers give advice, and as a child, it's irritating sometimes to hear a father give advice, isn't it? Because, especially when the father's right. My father gave me advice sometimes about some life-altering decisions I made. I got so irritated at him, I'd get mad. And you know what makes me the maddest? He was right, and I was wrong. I knew everything except that he was right and I was wrong. And you know why? Because he was following God and I was following emotion. I didn't realize it at the time, of course. I don't think anyone goes, I'm going to follow the ways of the world and let my dad tell me things of God and I'm not going to listen. No, it's just I couldn't see it. Why? Because I didn't have that wisdom. And I thought I did. But here's the truth. If we just be quiet and listen to our father of the Lord. I'm talking about Christian fathers now who are being obedient. If we'll follow them, we'll learn so much more. So it says in 1 Corinthians 16, 13, watch, stand fast in faith, be bold like men and be strong. Fathers, raise them strong to follow Jesus. If you raise them strong to follow Jesus, they're gonna be able to see it. Now they may stray and they may willfully choose differently, but they're gonna recognize it and they'll easily come back. We should know, we should know. A father feels pain. He goes through hurt when they go through hard times. When he sees them go through hurt, he hurts too. He feels great pain when he sees that. Uh, when they choose to do the wrong things, things are worldly, uh, the best thing to do for a father is to say, I still love you. Father keeps still. He stays still. He doesn't get in their face and say, I told you so. A father sits still and waits. He waits. Because just like, just like that daddy of the prodigal son, he waits. He's going to know, unless you want to hurt your child even further and let him run away and not come back. Wait, that child will come back if you raise them right. Father, if you'll just wait, they'll come back. They'll come back. A father's heart, listen now, this is important, very important. Maybe the most important thing I'm going to say. Father's heart is selfless. I'll say it again. Father's heart is selfless, not selfish. Father's heart is selfless, not selfish. Proverbs chapter 23, 22 through 23. says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Buy the, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction and understanding. It says in Proverbs 20 verse seven, the just man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Your children are blessed. When you follow God, when you are selfless and you raise them. I've seen so many selfish men in this world recently, even. They go with what they want emotionally. They don't follow God. Abandoning families, 
That just breaks my heart to see the kid wanting their daddies and they don't got them. That's horrible. I was seeing the thing just yesterday, someone saying, ah, but I do what I want. Now, yeah, well, that's about the most selfish thing you can say. The thing is, is you knew what you was getting when you got it. And you follow the Lord God, and, and, and by the way, emotions come and go. Emotions come and go. But if you follow the Spirit, that emotion should be settled in following the Lord, not following the world. Because those things are going to come and go. And by the way, when you get what you want in emotion, oh, you're going to feel bad afterwards. And you know why? It's Satan pulling a trick on you. He's fishing. Go after that hook and see what happens. That fish comes up out of that water and goes, oh, no, I'm not so happy anymore. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's sparkling and it sure does look good. But afterwards, oh, you're not so happy. You're flopping around up there on the land. That's what happens. First Thessalonians 2, 11 through 12. As you know, we exhorted, comforted, and commanded every one of you, as a father does his own children, that you would walk in a manner worthy of God, who has called you to his kingdom and glory. We're to follow the Lord. Don't be selfish. Be selfless. And by the way, a father's heart, now notice I say father's heart. Father's heart is never replaced. I'm not talking about the person. Because if a, a father walks away and, and chooses not to be a dad, God can place that with another father's heart. But a father's heart is never replaced. So it says in Proverbs chapter 1, 8 through 9, My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. For they will be a garland of grace on your head and chains about your neck. A father's heart won't be replaced because it's vitally important. Now, Jesus said something one time that really bothered me as a kid, and it bothered me a lot because I didn't understand what it meant as a child. And it says this in Matthew 23, 9. Write this down. It's important. Matthew 23, verse 9. Jesus said, And call no man on earth your father. Now, I had a good daddy, and I loved him deeply. I could think of no one else as my dad, but my 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 what I call old bean. <laughs> I called him old bean. That's my nickname for him. It said, "Call no man on earth your father, <clears throat> for you have one father, who is in heaven." <clears throat> as a child, I hated that verse because I didn't understand it. I was just a child. I was ignorant. It means, Christians. It means one is to be the head of your house. Just one. One is to be the head of your house and the head of your life. And that is the Father, God. He's to be the head of your Father. And Father, as you are being led by the Father God, that Father God leads you, leads the wife, leads the children, leads the house. He's the Father. He is our Father. Father's heart leads the family. A father's heart leads the family while being led by the Father, God. And that's the most important thing. A father's heart, Christians, a father's heart leads the family while being led by the Father, God. Not by themselves. Not by their selfishness, but by the selflessness while following God the Father. I read this quite a bit. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. And this is important. Very important. And remember this while we're in this world where people can't, don't know the right from the left, when they don't know man from woman, or they think a surgeon will take care of it. This is what it says. But I would have you know that the head of the woman is the man, and the head of every man is Christ, and the head of Christ is God. Now, does this mean the men are more important than women? Absolutely not. 
Women have their role, men have their role. This means when it comes to spiritual matters, the man is to lead the woman. We're talking about a Christian family now. The man is supposed to be leading the family as he is led by God. Now, the woman is to walk right with him. I've said it before. The woman is to walk right with him as they together are walking with God. It's like a dance. As I said before, the man leads the woman in a dance. That's how it's supposed to be. They, they walk together equally yoked because it talks about the oxen. I'm, by the way, I'm not calling you an oxen. I don't want you to go home and say, Pastor, call me an ox. No, I'm not saying that. Okay, come on now. I would have the right to do that to anyone. But the point is, is that we are to walk together, families, and the Father is to lead by being led by God. You're both to be led by God. This is not a sexist thing. It's not about what's more important. It's about God. God is the Father of the house. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So anyone who's not a Christian wouldn't understand this because they have no right to understand it because they don't have Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no way to the Father. There is no way to the Father. There is no way to the Father, except through Jesus Christ. No other way. And, and you can write down John 14, 6, and going right with that is John 14, 10. Do not believe that I, excuse me, do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who lives in me does the works. We have God with us because we have Jesus in us. We'll get to that more in a moment. You see, God will pick up where the father, where the earthly fathers fail. This is why if you feel that you didn't have a good father in your life, I'm really sorry about that. I really am. If your father failed you in your life, I'm so sorry that he did. He shouldn't have. He failed you. He shouldn't have done that. You were wrong. But don't fall back in your life for the rest of your life. Don't fall back and say, my dad did me dirty. My dad did me wrong. My dad messed up and live that way for the rest of your life. And you know why? Because you don't have to because you now have freedom. Maybe God gave you a wonderful stepfather or father-in-law or a father figure or someone else or a pastor who will help you, whether it been my dad or me or someone else. God has given you someone else to lead you and guide you. And more importantly, he himself is your father figure, father God. You don't have to keep going back to the man that failed you. And maybe he didn't fail you. Maybe he just wasn't Christian himself. Or maybe he didn't know any better. But the point is that God is your father now. And you can be led by the father, God, and not by the father that didn't do his job correctly because he didn't know any better. So often people go to the scripture and they think it's talking about a dad, not the father, who knows better. The fact is, is that the father that he's talking about is the Christian father who's leading the family, not just someone who gave seed. And that's what we got to remember. It's not just about someone who has seed and sits around and does things at the house. Maybe they mow the lawn. That's great. But the thing about this is, this isn't just about keeping the lawn looking good. This is about keeping the family together and doing right. God will pick up where the earthly fathers fail. It says in Psalm 68, verse 5, a father of the fatherless. Talk about God. A father of the fatherless and a protector of the widows is God in his holy habitants. His holy habitation. We know that God gives his word, the moral rules of life, guardianship. He will guard us, protect us. He will help others too. He takes up the father's role. He helps us. He's helped us so many times over. You know, since my dad's been gone, I've missed him tremendously, but I feel like he's with me every day. I find myself talking like him. I don't even mean to. I find myself doing it all the time. And you know what else? He's given me other people to help me where, where I miss my dad. I have my Uncle Russell, Russell Hyatt. I have him to help me. He's a spiritual guidance. I'm not saying he's my daddy, but because there's only one Fred Coons. But guess what? 
He's helped me. And Father God helps me. He says, it's okay. I'm with you. Okay, so I still miss my dad. Okay, my hairline looks a little more like his every day. But the thing about it is this. My dad is still with me in spirit. I don't mean in the literal sense, but I mean the stuff that he teaches us. It still guides us. It still guides us through the Lord and his word. Amen. First John 3, 1. Consider how much love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. See, the world doesn't know who you are. That's why the world doesn't like you. You might say, oh, the world likes me. Well, that's a problem. They don't like he who lives within you. They don't like Jesus. They don't like God. That's why they don't really like you. Oh, they may say they do. They may put on all sorts of fronts. And, and you are likable. You're probably very affable. I don't know. But I know one thing, they sure don't like the one you're saved by. That's why they don't want you to talk about Jesus. They don't want me to talk about the Lord. They don't like it. I've, I've got angry faces before. I'm, I don't care. Little angry faces on Facebook and other things. You know what? It's okay. I look, I turn them up. So I just turn my phone upside down. Oh, it's a little red face that's smiling. But here's the thing. It's okay with me. You know why? You know why? It doesn't matter because they're not giving it to me. They're giving me that. They're giving that face to the Lord God when it's about the Lord. That's what it is, folks. I'm not saying be a jerk. I'm saying be loving for Christ first, not other people. He is our Father. Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, not, nor be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loves, he corrects, even as the Father, the Son, in whom he delights. When God corrects you and makes you feel bad about something you're doing, it's not because he doesn't like you. It's because he loves you. If you're doing something in your life, whether it's a sexual lifestyle, whether it's something you're watching, something that's, that's, that's corrupting your mind, whether it, maybe it's something you're saying. Maybe it's the way you're treating others. Maybe it's the fact that you're, you're allowing your, maybe it's a job you're working. I don't know. Only you know what you're doing. Maybe it's the way you're dressing. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not getting into all the legalism and stuff, but I'm talking about maybe there's something you're doing maybe there's something you're thinking maybe there's something in your life that's keeping you from growing in the word and you know it only you and the lord know it for certain it's not my job to tell you because only you can you and the holy spirit but whatever it is you say why does god make me feel that way because he loves you same reason why my mom and dad said go to bed and i say i don't want to go to bed they say go to bed and i finally go to bed because they love me they correct me matthew 12 7 endure discipline god is dealing with you as with sons for what son is there whom the father does not discipline he disciplines because he loves us first corinthians 8 6 but for for us there is but one god the father whom are all things and for whom we exist and there is one lord jesus christ through whom all things and through whom we exist folks People try to say, oh, there's more than one God. Oh, there's more than one way to get there. No, there's not. There's one God, one Jesus. And if we lie to him to make him feel good for just a second, we're, we're doing them wrong. you got to remember that. Isaiah 64, 8. But now, O oh Lord, you are our father. We are the clay, and you are our potter. And we all are the work of your hand. We need to remember we need to allow God to mold us and make us like the daddies did in our lives. He is our father. You remember that God wants to mold us. He wants to make us. He, want, he is our, our God and he is our shepherd. He's all those things. Jesus said in Luke 12, 32, 
Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. God wants to give you the kingdom. If you're not accepting that kingdom, it's all on you. But God wants to give it to you. You know, I got to tell you, as a kid, I felt very unsafe all the time when I was downstairs. I lived in the basement and all. I felt unsafe until I knew for a fact my father was near me to protect me. I don't know why. I just did. Maybe I wasn't alone in that. But until you knew your daddy was home, until you knew you had that unsafe feeling, you know, daddies have that way about them. You dads have that too. God's given you that ability. But when I knew my dad was home, I felt safe. He was there to protect me. The most important verse that we're going to say today is now. Write this down. This is one of the shortest verses in the Bible. But this is maybe one of my favorite one. This is John 10, verse 30. Jesus said this, My Father and I are one. My Father and I are one. You know what this means? This means that God is always with you. He's always with you. We know we quote all the time. In fact, I'm worth this time because of it. I will never leave you, never forsake you. God is with us always. There's going to be nights when you feel all alone. There's going to be times in your life when you're going to feel like you're by yourself out there in the world. Satan is going to make you feel like you're alone. That nobody loves you. Nobody's there to take care of you. But you know what? God will never leave you nor forsake you. You're Savior Jesus Christ and God are one. So in a sense, not only we know the Holy Spirit is part of it, but God is with you constant. He's never going to leave you. So when the next time you feel like God is against you and he's all good, remember, he's with you even now. If you don't feel like you're near God, it's not because God has left you. Maybe it's because you're not near him because you're leaving him by the way we're behaving. But turn to him. Don't listen to the enemy. Turn to him because your father God is with you. Our fathers, our grandfathers, others may leave us in this world because they can't help that. Their physical abilities can't help that. But know that your father God has not left you and he never, ever, ever, ever will leave you. Father God is with you right now. Listen. Father God is with you right now. If you feel alone, you're not. Father God is with you right now. He's always been with you. He'll always be with you. He is with you. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he is with me now. He always will be, no matter what may occur, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. God is with me. I'm going to continue to serve him. And I know you're with me on that. Amen? Amen. A father's heart, a father's heart. A father's heart will always follow the Lord God. A Christian father's heart said that we are going to follow the Lord God because the Father, Lord God, is with him, constant, and never leaves him. And the last verse we will say today is 1 John 4, 14. And we have seen and testified that the Father sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. To be the Savior of the world. Just remember, you're going to go through bumps in life. You're going to go through hard times. The Lord is still with you. He's your Father. I used to go to World of Fun a lot as a kid. And uh, I used to go to the bumper cars quite a bit. And uh, I remember, I see a lot of 
kids in bumper cars with their dads and all. And kids would be bumping, knocking each other out nearly. But that's how the world is. They're in bumper cars with their dads and the, they're, they're getting all knocked around and everything. But that's not how a Christian father is. The other ride they had, just right across the way, and I don't remember what it was called, but there was a there was a little car that looked like old-fashioned cars. And they were on a track. You remember those? You, you remember. It was on these little tracks. Well, that's what a Christian father's like. We're not on the bumper cars, smacking our necks around, throwing out of place. I remember I'd walk around going, oh, oh. But we're not we're not like that, Christian fathers. We're on that little track. You don't have to worry about Christian dads, little Christian children. You're on a track. That track is to follow God. God's not going to lead you off that track. If you're on the track following your father, who's following the father God, that track is going to get you safely from one side to the other. Okay, you may turn this side, that side. You might even hit the track a few times, but guess what? You're not getting off that track. You're staying on it, safely getting home, because the father is leading you and guiding you, and he'll never leave you, never forsake you, and good fathers, good Christian fathers, I'm so proud of you. And mamas are with them, leading the whole family. You stay with them, because Father God's calling you around home. Calling you right home. Listen to the Father. All will be well. Let's bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, dear precious Heavenly Father, right now we just pray that you will lead us and guide us this day. We pray, Lord, for your will upon our lives. We pray if there be something in our lives that's making us feel like we're in a bumper car and not on the correct track with our fathers, with you, Father God, we pray this be the day that you will show us. We pray, Lord God, that you will help us to get things right. Lord God, we pray for all the fathers here and for all the grandfathers and, Lord, for all the future fathers. I pray, Lord God, that we get ourselves corrected that we be on the correct track with you. I pray for all this, and Lord, I pray for your will upon our lives. Thank you, Father God, for loving us so much that you look beyond our mistakes and continue to love us. In Jesus' most holy, precious name, I do pray these things. Amen.